One time I went to a screening, I, I had a job that um, it was like hosting a screening. People won free tickets to uh, the most exotic, fabulous Marigold Hotel. You know that movie with like oh, James yeah. Judy Dench yeah. and like all, it's like an elderly kind of thing. With like all British cocoon. People. Yeah, like a British cocoon. And um, so I, my job was, it was like, had to give it, it was a test screening and I had to like hand out surveys and pick them up at the end or whatever. But you, you handed out surveys on the way in, you pick up your surveys on the way out. So I had to just like kill time to during the movie. And then, so I sat down for one screening of the movie and um, there's a part where uh, Dame Judy Dench says, you know, Nothing in my life has gone the way I planned it was ever since I got here. Nothing has gone the way that I had planned. And this, and then I knew that, like, and then it's uh, Maggie Smith, Dame Maggie Smith. I, I knew what her next line was going to be. She goes, that's the great thing about life. Sometimes the things you don't plan are the best. And then this woman <laughs> sitting right next to me just goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's nice when a movie validates failure and that's that's her that's her that's her king shark punching someone's head off (laughs) (laughs) yes yes welcome to ins the international news service your source for the most important weird news from across the globe with news analyst Kevin Harrison actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe and professional commentator Brian Camp INS the news you need like us on international news service the podcast that gets the most ass <laughs> why is that not our tagline the podcast that gets the most ass yeah is that taken thought- let's get let's print some new stickers like royal titles we can just have like a list of you know <laughs> lord of the eastern something but it can be the podcast that gets the most ass yeah i feel like there's a very identifiable group of people that would gravitate towards the message mm-hmm. that were trying to deliver if that was one of the things we claimed about ourselves and we claimed it because it's true yeah <laughs> and i think we need to make draw caricatures of ourselves like tex avery wolves <laughs> <laughs> just like a little bit of drool but not a lot just maybe like Smoke shooting out of our ears tapping our feet yeah. real fast as we just can't control ourselves yeah. because there's a a real dame just walked on stage <laughs> oh yeah you sound like the the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's dead. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. He's dead. <laughs> I saw a show about him. He's dead. I'm confirming for you guys that he's dead. I was worried you didn't know. This is hard for me to. This is a lot to take in. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Did uh-huh. I just break? Did I just break the news of the Macho Man's demise? Exclusive. Yeah. How did How did he die? Choked on a Slim Jim. <laughs> I feel like all the all those wrestlers. WWF guys we grew up with died pretty young. Uh, not Jerry the King Lawler or George the Animal Steel. Mark and I met George the Animal Steel. What? Where? Where'd y'all meet him? 
at a Texas Frightmare Weekend. Was he eating a turnbuckle? That was his bit, right? Didn't he tear yeah. open the turnbuckle and yeah. start eating it? That guy was great. That's a good. That's a good move because it doesn't it doesn't hurt anyone, but it demonstrates that you're crazy. Randy Macho Man Savage, born Columbus, Ohio, 1952. He's from your homeland, Kevin. Oh, that's right. Ohio. Him and uh, Johnny Paycheck. Just the only two people from Ohio. <laughs> it's true. Died May 20th, 2011, in Seminole, Florida, age 58. Uh, cause of death, heart attack brought on by... Uh, I don't know. Fucking. How to, he's fucking. That's probably what that means. If masturbating causes heart attacks and... It's maybe it was maybe he was vigorously masturbating. I think that's a good that's a good point. That's maybe all the all the the drugs he was taking and all the steroids made it more difficult, and so he was masturbating extra vigorously. You know, sometimes I think that of all the drugs that I've done, and I thought like, why, why, why? What if I just did steroids for two months? How swolled would I get? I think you. I think you would reap the rewards for that for years. I think that's a, something you should do. Do you, Do you have to? Do you have to inject to do? Do you have to inject yourself to do steroids, or can you eat them? I think you can do pills. Like I've, yeah, I've gotten. You get a cycle of steroids to get over certain illnesses. There's creams. There's injections. There's pills. There's, you know, steroids come in many shapes and sizes. What else is there, Kevin? Suppositories. Are there eardrops? Can you can you get steroids in eardrop form? Could I do steroids for two months? Uh-huh. How big will I get? Mark, uh, you're a doctor. <laughs> you're the closest one to a doctor. That is true. You'll have to buy all new clothing because you'll just rip through all oh, your shirts. Wow, yeah. Well, I've been wanting so. to do that anyway. I hate my clothes. I I I just I I I hate it. <laughs> So would you would you exercise while you were taking the steroids, oh, or would no, you eat I differently? I just let the steroids do that for me. <laughs> just the steroids, and, and I get real big and bulky, and I'd make a shirt that says uh, "Bulky Bartokamus." <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing that has been said or ever will be said on the international news. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill from here, kids. <laughs> it would be great if you were a if you were like a Estonian, like an Estonian. Or like Eastern Bloc weightlifter for you to have a t-shirt that says Bulky Bartokamus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to, if there is somebody, if there is a weightlifter, a bodybuilder that is from the Eastern Bloc that's willing to change their name to that, I am willing to put up a sizable chunk of my income to be their patron. What, do we have, have we had anyone from the former Soviet Union listen to the show uh we've had listeners in russia before i don't know about any other country <laughs> that seems dubious we uh, that but i do know that they uh smuggle in uh cassettes with in and <laughs> along with blue jeans <laughs> they call it the they call they call it the yankee blue jean truth podcast mm-hmm <laughs> I'm glad there. that we're still, we've been weaponized for the Cold War. That's good. <laughs> Man, I'm doing, I'm bad with words today. I've like miss, I sound as, as liquored up as Brian. <laughs> I, I don't think I sound liquored up at all, sir. You don't sound liquored up. I'm just goofing. How dare you? Well, now I'm not going to say anything. I'm just kidding. It'd be a better podcast. I'll show you. Fuck you, Kevin. I'll show you. <laughs> Red letter, yellow leather. Red letter, yellow leather. Red letter, yellow leather. 
Okay, I'm good. I don't, what did you just do? What was that? That was a that was a vocal. Uh, that was a diction warm up. Is that what that's called? A diction warm up. Yeah. Unique New York. Unique New York. New York's unique. Unique New York. Try it. Let's 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 see how how we all do. Okay. We're doing this all at the same time. Yes, all at the same time. Okay. Well, which one? Are, one which one are you doing? Unique which New one? York. All right. One, two, three. Unique, unique New, New York. York. Unique New York. New York's unique. Ah, you gotta switch it. New York. I did a great job. I don't know how you guys did. Um, should we? Are we? Should we go for expedience and try to jump into some news news stories? What about you know twenty minute discussion of Mickey and Andy Rooney's? Let's save that for later. Let's see if we can't get to that. <laughs> I think there'll be an opportunity to talk about the most crucial part of every episode, which is yeah, Mike surmising what Andy Rooney might have to say about a given topic. That's that's valuable material. He had a show called 70 Minutes to try and build off the name, but didn't didn't do well. It was too, 10 minutes too long, people found. You could flip over right after Andy Rooney and probably hear what Mickey Rooney had to say. That was that was the plan, but it was too too much. Too much. The world wasn't ready for that much news back then. All right, let's do some news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with I am Brian Camp. I'm Mike Weeby, and down with us until he's a ride or die MFer. It's Mark Ryan. Howdy, fellas. Oh. Howdy, indeed. Howdy. We've got four very exciting stories this week, unless yeah. Mark cuts one or more of them, which is okay. also possible. You should just start announcing we have five, so the yeah. presumption can be that Mark has removed one of them every single time. Yeah, and that'll make... Well, <laughs> just always make me look like an asshole. No, no, you're not an asshole. That just means it's curated. That means that we have <laughs> we have only delivered the best of what we've done. This is newsworthy, bad newsworthy. Marky Post died. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. She was on The Fall Guy. Yeah. Then on Night Court. Yep. Then she was in the beginning of something about Mary. Well, I also remember that she was in the the Lifetime movie Chasing the Dragon, where she becomes addicted to heroin. Well, uh, like smoking it or shooting yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I do not know if she had a heroin problem in real life. <laughs> Does she ever hook up with Dan Fielding? No, but he sure no. tried. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, that guy was horny. <laughs> he was. What a cad. <laughs> he would be in prison now. <laughs> oh, he would. He would. Anyway, back to those news stories that we haven't gotten to at all yet. Yeah. So, our first story comes to us from WBAL, Channel 11 in Baltimore. I could have chosen this from a few places, but I chose this specifically because it had the best uh, headline. The uh, headline was, Officials warn of acid-shooting land lobsters roaming a national park in Texas. Acid-shooting land lobsters. Yes, that's right. This is a Baltimore a Baltimore station? Uh, Baltimore news source? Uh, WBAL, Channel 11 in Baltimore. So we're going to Baltimore for a news story about a national park in Texas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what's that stand for? Bullshit asshole land. <laughs> this story's full of shit. <laughs> this story seems a little far fetched, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. It's, it's just already with the headline already. I'm mm-hmm. I am dubious about the about the liberal media. 
Well, what? So what's the deal with this pack of lies that the Baltimore mm-hmm. Sun is trying to sell us? Right. This is they're they're going to demean a national park in yeah, Texas. This this, is this, a this. Real, this is a real look down on the South. Yep. They have funny accents. They can't be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? This podcast is based out of Texas, and we are actually super, super duper fucking super tight smart. Mm, extra smart. Yep. Super tight smart. Super tight extra smart. Yep. We're not from bullshit asshole land. <laughs> yeah, we're not from bullshit asshole land. <laughs> This summer, officials at Big Bend National Park in southwest Texas have issued an unusual warning about land lobsters. An unseasonably large amount of summer rain has brought these creatures, quote, out of their burrows in search of food and love. These three-inch creatures have bodies similar to scorpions, heavy mouth pinchers, and long whip-like tails that can shoot a spray that is 85% acetic acid. They're nocturnal and come out at night to hunt millipedes, scorpions, crickets, and other invertebrae. These land lobsters are also called whip scorpions and vinegaroons. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? I think anything with runes with a R-O-O-N-S is funny. Pantaloons, macaroons. Macaroons, good. And they're called that because the acetic acid in their spray is the main chemical in vinegar. So they spray you, it's like getting a face full of vinegar. You keep saying land lobster. Is there uh-huh. Yeah. Is that just a colloquialism? Is that what is that what some dumb uh bullshit assholes uh would make up to call a bug? Because they've never seen a bug before? I literally right. I literally just read what else they were called. <laughs> I know, so I'm saying like that, but it's the fucking bullshit asshole land. (laughs) People there want to like, well, we don't have bugs here. Uh, We just, you know, we just. But yeah, they're also called whip scorpions or vinegaroons. I I think the question is, does anyone actually call them land lobsters other than this? The Baltimore scum. They were called that on the announcement at some point on the. the announcement from the Big Ben. From Big but ben. isn't a defining characteristic of a lobster is that they live in the water? Yeah. Isn't that part of being That's a lobster? Yeah, you don't get to be a lobster if you live on land. Yeah. You don't get <laughs> to be a lobster if I can't boil you and eat you at a fancy dinner that's, for some reason, fancy, but also the grossest dinner that you've ever had before. <laughs> What's that, lobster? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that good. Sea what bugs. a disgusting act it is to have to eat lobster. And that's not that's not a meat non-meat thing. It is just a disgusting horrific uh experience to have to do that. It's gross. Have you ever had a lobster roll? No. They're gross too. Don't eat one. I don't like them. All right. That's all it took. I mean, I didn't even yeah. it might be great, but it just took you casually saying don't eat it. I I'm serious. I will I don't mm-hmm. like ugh. They're just like It's gross gross just sea bugs i need a land bug you know i think i would probably eat a cicada before i ate a lobster these days in the, so in the u.s they are primarily mm-hmm. found in the west texas desert and they are quote relatively benign unless you annoy them count me out then <laughs> <laughs> they are not fans of what we do then yeah <laughs> we probably better not mention what podcasts we do if we're ever there they're only found in texas no, they're found multiple places across the U.S. 
but they're most right. commonly found uh, in Texas. But they're also found in other countries. I think it's more of a... I think sort of equatorial regions is where they're found. I know there's an outbreak when I was... Can you eat them? I mean, they're probably real vinegary, I'm guessing. Yeah, put them on some uh, salt and chips. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear another story. Okay. Our next story comes to us from Fox Business. What? What? Fox Business? <laughs> Being sneaky? Yeah, it's, it's about, about how, to, <laughs> how to sneak in and get yourself a rooster. <laughs> Go to get that, steal the eggs. How to trick those dogs. Fox business. Yeah. This is going to be a good story about being clever in the woods. Is this, is this about a song? Is this, is this the, discussing the lyrics of a song written by ZZ Top. <laughs> she got fox business. She's a foxy, foxy fox. She's got to go to business. Fox. <laughs> Didn't one of those guys die? Yeah, recently. Yeah, Dusty Hill died. Oh, that's a bummer, right? Yeah. yeah, they're a great band. Lent is a Christian tradition that begins with Ash Wednesday and mm. ends approximately six weeks later. Many Christians observe Lent by fasting in order to replicate Jesus' 40-day journey into the desert. And I should probably explain, like, I, right before we recorded, I looked up what fasting meant because 40 days of fasting seems like a long amount of time. Sure does. And apparently, it, just, it usually just means you don't eat meat or you don't eat uh, meat a couple days a week. Like, but fish sometimes is okay. It depends on the culture. But uh, yeah, most people aren't completely fasting for 40 days. I mean, a lot of people just pick a thing and they don't do that thing, like a thing they normally do. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to drink beer or something like that. It's not, yeah. A lot of okay. times it's not a food. Or sometimes it's even like, I'm not going to smoke or I'm not going to like uh, cheat on my wife or whatever. <laughs> so I, I explained all that to give context for a woman in Russia uh -huh. who is now suing McDonald's because she claims a mouthwatering cheeseburger ad made her break her fast during Lent. She said, quote, When I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself. The woman claims she had successfully fasted for Lent for the past 16 years and was a month into this one before she, quote, visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger. Ugh. Well, it's not like McDonald's is going to keep her from going to hell, right? I mean, what are you going to get? I don't know the theological laws on this at all. This is one of the few things about religion that I don't I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as, as a celestial lawyer, that's probably hard for you to admit. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, I, the laws, I don't know. I know celestial law in America, and honestly, you'd probably be okay if you ask for Jesus's forgiveness, and he will get that request to God, and it will be returned to you within three to five business days. But, um... In Russia, I don't know. So now she is suing McDonald's for mm. breaching consumer protection law and for the moral damage this has caused her. Good for mm. her. The incident occurred in April 2019. It's unclear why the woman waited this long to sue, but no preliminary court hearing has been set yet. She claims her damages are 1,000 rubles or $14. No. 
Oh. Well, that seems that makes her seem reasonable somehow. Yeah, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think McDonald's will probably, you know, honestly, if McDonald's is smart, they'll go ahead and pay her off and go like, yes, it's true. Our our cheeseburgers look that good that and just make make her that the whole their whole advertising campaign is about how their stuff is so good that you know, and if you you know, I don't know, maybe people start abusing that or whatever, but. uh Maybe they just pay her off and then go, anybody else, you can go ahead and take us to court. You're not going to win. Because she can't right. win, right? If she were to really take this to court. No. I don't see how she would. But I don't know Russian law. I'm not a Russian attorney. Well, I do. <laughs> I do. And um, I do know not Russian celestial law, but Russian uh, regular ass law. Mm-hmm. And um, she has you no case. You can say R.A. If you... R.A. law. Yeah. Russian R.A. R-A law. law. And she has no case. No case. We have the, their food is so good that people would be willing to spend an eternity, eternity, eternity an eternity burning in, in hellfire to experience the delectable taste of a quarter pounder. There's nothing in the Bible that requires you to sacrifice anything for Lent. It's more of a, it's more of a tradition. Yeah, it's like wearing the jersey of the team you're going to go watch at a ball game. You're not really on the team. You're not really on the team, but you are, you know, uh, co-opting their identities. I just I'm I'm anxious to see her OnlyFans. I'll just say that. <laughs> Our next story comes to us from Science Daily. The journal iScience recently published a paper confronting a problem that has been plaguing the scientific com- community, namely that bottles of sperm often break in transit. Mine do. That's something I deal with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now a Japanese team one that had been involved in sending sperm samples into space has invented a new solution by sending sperm on a postcard. The team freeze-dries sperm, then wraps it in weighing paper. Weighing paper is a smooth, moisture-resistant paper that prevents contamination from anything that might leak through the paper. And then they attach the weighing paper onto a postcard. The scientists have attached these postcards into a single book that is kept at freezing temperatures until the postcards are ready to be mailed out. They call this book the Sperm Book. Why don't they call it a uh, Jackoff magazine? (laughs) (laughs) One scientist then mailed mouse sperm to a colleague on a Happy New Year card, and the results were successful. Isn't that what uh, Clarence Thomas got in trouble for? No, it was like he put a, like on a, on a Coke can or a Pepsi can, right? Yeah, he put a pubic hair on there. Um, yeah. According to Anita Hill, was that the according the young to woman Anita Hill? Claimed, yeah, yeah, could have happened, right? Which, what a weird yeah. thing to do. The team concluded, "quote The postcard strategy was easier and cheaper compared to any other method. We think the sperm never expected that the day would come when they would be in the mailbox." Sperm doesn't expect anything except to be in my socks. <laughs> right. There's a lot of partially impregnated lint living inside yeah. these socks. Yeah, you'd think that you'd think that I would at least have some little ankle socks by now. Right, right. Well, I mean, I guess that's that's fine. I mean, you know, get get that that growth juice wherever it needs to get done. I don't know why are they shipping what what why what 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 where are they trying to get this sperm to? And what kind of sperm is it? Is it all mouse sperm? 
It said mammal sperm. So, you know, I, I have a, a selection. Mice or mammals? They're, rod- they're rodents. They are. Most of the examples they use were mouse sperm. So is, is it, does it discuss what the, what the law is on shipping biological material in the mail? I think that's something that you can't do. It seems like you get in trouble for that. Like, I, I guess I'm sure they have rules, but let's say I did put a vinegaroon in maybe <laughs> one of those, just like a, like a manila oh, envelope. Are you, are you talking about a land lobster? Yeah. You know, land yeah, lobsters, yeah. vinegaroons. Um, do they have any kind of device that would detect a living land lobster or? It looks like you can do it. You would have to declare it. It's priority mail and there's an extra transportation fee for lives. See, I think you're. I think you're missing my question. My question okay. is, okay, if I just put a vinegaroon in an envelope <laughs> in the mail, well, you're gonna get sprayed. Would, the, you, would no, you get sprayed because it's gonna be no, so mad when you open yeah, it. It's gonna be mad when you put it in the envelope. It's gonna spray no, you. Then. Not, I, I'll do it during the day when it's asleep. I'll do it in the, and I'll put a, <laughs> I'll, on the outside. I'll write only open at night. That mm. way, I know you're gonna open when it's awake and scurrying around looking for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scorpions and millipedes and whatever other other invertebrates it eats. What other fucking names are we going to call this bug? Is land lobsters, liquid scorpions, <laughs> liquid scorpion? We <laughs> call them just fucking like the baby antelope. Are there any <laughs> high schools that have a vinegaroon as their mascot? Ooh, that would be a good mascot. That would be. I, you're right, Mike. Vinegaroon is fun to say. I've said the it. Waxahachie and- vinegaroons. <laughs> yeah. Well, our last story comes to us from NBC Sports. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my favorite uh, sports channel. Sports. What's, what's your favorite sport again? Uh, vinegaroon racing. <laughs> 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 yeah. There used to be this crazy... Uh, it, I'm sure that some of it's still on YouTube, but it was this crazy Japanese bug fighting, and they would seriously just like put two bugs in a cage together, and there was like, like you know, lower third graphics about which bug was with. It was all in kanji, so I couldn't read it, but like, you know, and it was it was seriously fucked up. They just let these two bugs like one would kill the other. I mean, I oh, guess Jesus. some of them maybe killed each other, and they both died. But like, it was just pretty like, uh, uh, yeah. I don't think they would allow that over here. No, mm-hmm. I, yeah. You guys may not know this, but vinegaroons live mostly in the deserts of West Texas, mm. but all over the world otherwise. Mm-hmm. They love the Big Bend. They love the bend, the Big Bend area. And here's a tip for our non-Texas listeners. Big Bend's wonderful. Camp in the basin if you go. But also, don't be afraid to check out Big Bend State Park right next door. It's got a lot to offer. <laughs> they have a nice gift shop there? I'm sure they do. It's huge. There's more. You can do more stuff in the state park, I think, and it's easier to camp. Problem is, stacks of vinegaroons. <laughs> just stacks of them. Stacks of vinegaroons. <laughs> Call back, baby. Call back, baby. That's good. Recently, the website theathletic.com published a countdown of the top 100 players in NFL history, and it placed. Former running back O.J. Simpson at number 41. Can I guess who was number one? The Fridge. (laughs) (laughs) The Fridge was number one. Right? Am I right? He's still doing that Super Bowl shuffle. (laughs) He didn't come to cause trouble. Can't do the Super Bowl shuffle. And name me another football player that was also a G.I. Joe. And 
Name me another football player that was on an episode of the A Team. Was he on the A Team? He's got the triple. One crown. episode he was. He was the fridge. He did all the shows. Yeah, he was pretty big, wasn't he? Yeah. That's why they called him the fridge. In more ways than one. That's right, Mike. That's, <laughs> that's why they called him the fridge. He's dead, right? He's alive. Uh, Hell yeah. He played uh, like 11 seasons. Are you allowed to gamble on when people die or are going to die? Yeah, people do all the time. There's a lot of celebrity death pools. Really? Yeah. So as you know, O.J. Simpson was acquitted in 1995 of the Los Angeles killing of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ron Goldman. Yep, I remember that. I made out with the girl that night. I remember I was at Jim's Diner, I think, while that was going on. I saw that, eating some home fries. Yep. Some overrated home Uh, fries. Yeah, overrated place, that Jim's Diner. Yeah, a little overrated. So a later civil trial found Simpson responsible for the murders and awarded the victims' families over $33 million in damages. Exclusive news on the International News Service. <laughs> That's right. Why are we covering this? this is... <laughs> well, you'll see. We're, we're about to... Uh, we're, we're, we're getting there. Okay. Simpson moved to Miami in 2000 to escape paying those damages. You'd think that's why he hasn't been back to L.A. But according to Simpson, you'd be wrong. While being interviewed for the article, Simpson told the interviewer he couldn't go to L.A. anymore because, quote, I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know who did this. <laughs> that ballsy son of a bitch. Wow. God, what a fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That motherfucker is flying about a foot away from the sun, and he just <laughs> maintains. He's been maintaining that altitude for years. It is insane. Who would have thought Nordberg from Naked Gun? Yeah. We know he was originally supposed to be the Terminator. He auditioned for the Terminator and uh, agreed to do it. And James Cameron said, no, he's too nice. Nobody would ever believe he was a killer. Well, he's not wrong. I mean, a lot of people don't. Simpson added, quote, I figured eventually someone would confess to something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man. This is also, like, I need to, I just want to reemphasize, this was all in an interview for just, hey, you were picked as a great football player. Why don't you talk about that? Finally, when asked how the accusations of murder have impacted his life, Simpson said, quote, how many Americans, even today, wouldn't like to live my life? I don't work. I play golf four or five days a week. I go out to dinner a couple of nights a week with friends. People want to buy me drinks. I'm always taking pictures with people. Ladies, hug me. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure, especially in Miami. Right. Um, but I guess right. anywhere. But I get there's got to be at least once in a while some somebody goes, "You stop, juice, you killed her," or whatever. But I guess he's like just so rich that he's like, "Yeah, I can put up with that." Is he rich? Yeah, I thought he blew all his money on legal fees. Yeah, but I don't think he's like living in a two-bedroom apartment or anything. Yeah, I'm sure right. he's doing better than any of us. According to the internet, which is never wrong, he's mm-hmm. worth three million dollars. Yeah, all that's right. more than we. That's more. That's a, a little bit more than I make. So yeah, it's all Avis money, right? Just re- residuals, residuals from Naked Gun. <laughs> like he wrote that book, right? That if I did it, I'm sure that those royalties were. I don't think that was ever published. I remember seeing the cover for it. Yeah, no, I think it was supposed to come out. But... I also wonder if he doesn't have like 
like a deal in place where he has written a confession that can't be published until he dies, but he got paid up front for it. Right. Like that's what I would do if I were, if I was. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, the Ronald Goldman family uh, got the rights to the book and published it under the title confessions of the killer in 2007. What, what was going on with the old Ron Goldman's mustache? Yeah. The mustache guy. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a bold mustache to have. Yeah. Then. Yeah, even more so then, really, because at least like there was some level of you could like if 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 a guy was doing it now, you go like I don't know, he's like really into his he's hanging out with his hipster son. He really he's he's really getting into being a barista in L.A. <laughs> but uh, but back then it was like what does does he just like fucking? Did he like the movie Tombstone or something? <laughs> when did that come out? Did that come out before O.J.? Oh, nineteen ninety three. Uh, there you go. The true inspiration for the O.J. Simpson murders, the movie mm-hmm. Tombstone. You heard it here first on the International News Service. It's almost Jello Biafra. <laughs> yeah, it is a little <laughs> close to that. Yeah, I don't know. There, what else is... I mean, O.J. is such a weird thing. There's, like, not much else to say about him. You know, he, he, uh, he just goes to show that if you are famous and rich enough, you can... Kind of do whatever you want. I thought it, we knew that before this. Well, I mean, we're covering. I mean, that's what I said. That's why I opened up with. There's not much <laughs> else to say about OJ Simpson other than like, God damn, the balls on him. He's just like on Twitter too, which is great. He'll just occasionally just like pop up there and go like, you know what I like waffles, and you know it gets like a bunch of it gets a bunch of likes. And a, and a handful of retweets, and then somebody will just like write, "You murdered your wife." <laughs> <laughs> what a weird fucking existence. I mean, there is there is something to be said about not letting the haters with a Z get you down, you know. And right. like, there's also like the idea too that he like went into a fugue state. Uh, because of all the CT uh, damage that he had, and and you know he he can't uh, he doesn't actually remember doing any of that. So your mind can do a lot of things to protect itself. Yeah, I, I think that I think that he he probably is he probably is convinced that he didn't do it. But I guess. you mean like like telekinesis? No, like Firestarter. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? That's pyrokinesis, Brian. That's pyrokinesis. No, I think it's the same thing. You, no, you telekinesis, telekinesis is moving things. Pyro is making fire. So yeah. if I use a match and I move the match to the striker plate and I light a match that way with telekinesis, does no, that turn it you into were, something you were, different? You were manipulating those. If you can spontaneously create fire. Well, sure. That's a different if thing. If you can look at a match and go and think <laughs> light and it just bursts into flame... If you, if you, yeah, if you can manipulate the fire alone, you can manipulate the flame. You're a pyrokinetic. I'm the only one here who studied quantum magic, and <laughs> I think that you guys need to back off right now. I know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, when you're talking about moving stuff with your mind, you're also bleeding into sound bathing a little bit, and which is my <laughs> area of expertise. <laughs> This is this is why there's always been a tension and a longstanding feud between the sound bathers and the quantum magicians for at least <laughs> half a century now. It's a problem. I don't, I don't know that either of those things have existed uh, for half a century. Well, not well, they, not 
in the uh, not in the open like this not well, where in, we just in, let in, normals talk about it but yeah i mean especially if you're talking about quantum magic then they've existed for millennia mm-hmm. right <laughs> and they've never not existed they've existed for always well we sure fucking did it tonight yeah we did something hey so mike this episode's coming out on august 25th do you have anything coming up no, I don't know what's going to happen in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe there'll be maybe there'll be shows that the Dracids are playing in mid-September with the Toadies in Texas, and maybe the Toadies and the Riverboat Gamblers will be playing shows in Las Vegas at the Punk Rock Bowling. If all goes well, that will be happening. Or we might be locked down uh and just be on the internet. Either way, the day after this motherfucker comes out, it's old M Dub's birthday. He's turning 32, oh, 32 mm. years old. <laughs> and his skin, his skin is taut everywhere. <laughs> I plan on drinking a whole bunch and not having a hangover the next day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be glorious. Do you think you can drink some kind of fermented vinegaroon poison? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what kombuchas taste like anyway? I don't know. Just something to think about. I'm too masculine to eat to drink kombucha. That's the first thing I think of when I... When you think of me? Yeah, that's a man who doesn't drink kombucha. I love the right-wing uh, thing of being mad at people that drink lattes and thinking that they're weak. <laughs> Is that a... Latte, li- latte liberal! Well, we need to... You know what? I think I think this is a good time to set a, a one-year goal for us that we are going to harvest at least six ounces of vinegaroon venom. Vinegaroon juice? Yeah, and and we are going to consume it. You you go first. No, we'll all do it together. It'd be cool to... You know what would be cool is to make, make a little paper mache volcano and put a bunch of uh, baking soda and vinegaroons in there. <laughs> And it would just be like fucking vinegar shooting up everywhere. God, I, mean, I think that's traumatic for everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm becoming more and more a fan of the vinegar as the night goes on. This is. Yeah, I am too. There is something let's about go, it. Uh, when you guys are in town, let's all get vinegar tattoos. I think that's a great idea. Just so we is can, it? just so we can constantly correct people when they say, is that a scorpion? You no! Say, no, motherfucker. That's a vinegaroon. It's a vinegaroon. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Thank you. Check us out on social media, International News Pod. Check out our merch on Redbubble. Uh, mm. Check out our Patreon. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.